Spin 1038. You're very welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Now, as you know, uh, we never shy away from discussing mental health issues on Spin Talk and we love to raise awareness about different events that are taking place around Dublin. So from the 20th to the 29th of April, my next guest, David O'Connor, is going to be running 10 marathons in 10 days. That's 260 plus miles. David joins me in studio now. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me in. Uh, David, massive, massive challenge ahead of you. Are you excited about it? I'm excited, nervous, but uh, look, the body is good, the mind is good, so yeah, looking forward to it. And tell me, what is the idea behind it? Where did you come up with this mad, crazy idea to to run 10 marathons in 10 days? Well, look, I think for me, I think human human potential is limitless. And, you know, you grow up looking at amazing things that people do, whether it's Olympians, football or sports people, and even in terms of artistic sort of nature, not just in sports, but... Um, I always kind of wanted to do something a little bit out there. So um, I've been inspired by a couple of people. I've seen different things that people have done, and particularly with running. I've seen people do 30 marathons in 30 days, 50 and 50. Um, And I just came up with this idea of doing 10 marathons in 10 days. And just to kind of throw a spanner into the works, uh, I said I'd do it on a running track. That's going to be boring. It's going to be very boring. But it's important. I think it's probably the most important element of the challenge because for me, and particularly with my own sort of experience with mental health, mental illness, would to do this on a running track, it kind of symbolises what you consider to be, you know, the never-ending feelings you'd associate with mental illness. You've got the, as you said, the boredom, the pain, yeah. um, the monotony of it all. So that was the important element, just using the track. But I think the flip side for that is... If you surround yourself with the right people, you develop the right mindset, you'll get through it. And, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Wow, that's incredible. It's yeah, really, really well thought out. Um, tell me a bit about you, I suppose, your background and, as you said, your own experience with mental illness. Yeah, I, I've, I've been very open about what I've been through. So look, my own my own background, look, I'm, I'm 34 and I'm from Dublin. I, I've lived here all my life. Um, I've always been involved in sports and kind of a big thing I know when we talk about awareness and and sort of promoting how to look after yourself a, a big element of that is you know get involved in sports and you know keep yourself active mix in with groups and I suppose where I kind of fell down is I was involved in all that I've played football for most of my life um, I was always very active always very outgoing but for me um, it it didn't really help when I got to a point where look I was just feeling miserable so there were two things uh, I was bullied in school um, right throughout primary, most part of secondary school, um, and I accepted it because I just, I always say this, and the best example I can give is like I was the chubby kid, but for our generation, you were looking at films that portrayed the chubby kid as the geeky fella and the guy who was picked on. So if you're looking at that, and then in real life it's happening, for me, I just accepted that at the time. So um, it was only when I got a little bit older throughout my twenties I kind of kind of a delayed reaction to that, where I just kind of looked back and I was annoyed at myself for accepting it, and just just felt like I'd maybe let myself down and just kind of obviously asking why it had happened to me, and then the second thing then on top of that just when I was fourteen I was mugged I had a syringe held up to me, um so you mix those two things together with you know a young guy with low self esteem it, it's not a good mix so. Right throughout my twenties, that those two things chipped away at me, chipped away at me, and you know you're kind of looking for excuses then to sort of make yourself feel worse. And sort of late twenties then, I, I two sort of tipping points, um, really really severe, and I saw no future. I wanted out basically. Um, so yeah, that's that was right up to me late twenties. Two really really low points. It's incredible how things 
that you know <coughs> happened to you at such a young age only affected you later you know did that surprise you in your late 20s when maybe everything became clear to you why you were feeling the way you felt was because of the the mugging and also the bullying um, I I think one, I suppose just just to kind of bring it to now, like one thing, and it's like everything. You know, you look, I wish I knew then what I knew yeah, of now. A car, so but I just it took me a long time to sort of evaluate self awareness. Um, I just had I had a very closed mindset. I just kind of thought, who you were is who you are. You can't get better at it. And, and even again going back to the football with that and anything I kind of did, I always felt. I know, well, you're not going to get any better. This is who you are. Like, so I suppose it was an element of that. It was like, this has happened. There's nothing you can do about it. And again, just as you start to sort of maybe study yourself a bit more, a bit more life experience, um, you kind of look at it a bit more deeply. And that's, I suppose, that just gave me an insight. But I think as well, I was looking at other people around me, kind of wondering, like, why are these all happy? Why are these all ambitious and doing well? And you start making comparisons then to other people Such like a was, thing, yeah, yeah big time it, it's oh, it's now that's a road to disaster right there like and look I think we all do it but I think that was the key just getting to a point mid 20s late 20s where I had a little bit more like I'm as vulnerable and as self-doubting as I'll, I'll ever be but I think I just have a bit more self-awareness to kind of assess the situation um, and it just unfortunately it just took me a long time to maybe mm-hmm. suss that out like how did you get through that? You know, you spoke about um, the isolation, you know, not seeing a way out. And I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. And what we're always trying to get across on this show is that what might work for one person might not work for another person. But what was it for you, David? Yes. Yeah, so, look, that point where, look, there was nothing. There was just black. I wanted out. I felt I'd probably committed to it. I planned it. I wanted to go. But uh, I remember, I remember just kind of stopping and saying, hang on a second, like, I have spent the best part of five or six years, like, destroying myself. And it was all mental torture, like, I I never went down the road of kind of physical harm. Everything was mental. It was all just chipping away at myself, chipping away at my confidence. I used to stand in the mirror every morning, like, abusing myself, like, in my head, like, not out loud. I had a diary that I called the Hey Pages, and I wrote in it every day about everything that was wrong with me. So, you build that up over, you build that up over a week, never mind six years, like, it it just chips away, and I did all these, you know, all these things that required a lot of effort to really put myself down and destroy myself, and when it got to that point, I I actually just stopped, and I said, like, hang on a second, if I've put that amount of effort in, to destroy myself, if I can match that effort in the other way, or even get halfway, like I'd be in a better place. Like so, that's that was the turning point. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, maybe I don't know if you call it that, but I, I just remember saying, right, we give this one last go. Like, and I said, right, first thing, and I know the whole thing. Talk to people is like I need to talk to myself here first, like before I kind of do anything. So. I sort of sat down in a patch of grass. I had that moment. I was like, right, what are we going to do? Like, So for me, I rang one friend and I kind of told him, I said, look, this is this is fucking bad. Like, I, I, I need something. I need you. Like, and look, he was great. Um, I met him. I think it was the next day I met him. We were walking the streets of Dublin all night just chatting and that. And that like, I'm not saying that's that's gonna not going to solve it, but it gave me a stepping stone yeah. where I could just open up because I felt kind of right. I don't want to scare my family going down that route because like, that can be intimidating especially for the family as well I said I need somebody who might have a little bit of an outside view on this so look I was very lucky I had one person that was going to listen to me and he's still my best friend today so all right. oh, good when you look back now at that time 
can you believe how far you've come and how you've turned things around? Oh no, it's like I'm only kind of since we started this campaign and that like I've been looking at it. Like I am very proud when I say, like in six years how we've turned this around and we're doing this for the wear and what we've pushed right throughout like throughout the country. I think at this stage like the the reaction we've had to this from people like and it's been incredible like I know what it, it's madness what I'm doing but yeah. it, like are you look, nervous about the run? Terrified. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, are, but look, say what you're gonna do and go and do it. You know, like the, again, I suppose it's a big mental challenge. But I think of the mental torture I put myself through. It's what I'm doing next week is not going to come anywhere near that. Yeah, and it look, isn't. As, as tough as it's going to be on a running track, it's something you said <coughs> earlier on really stood out to me. Is you surround yourself with people, and so I'm sure there's going to be so much support there throughout the ten days. If people would like to go down, cheer you on, get involved, donate to aware, how can they do that? Yeah, so well, the runs are taking place in the Alta complex, which is beside Dublin Airport. So we keep saying I'll be counting planes yeah. over ten days. Like, um, so look, I'll be there at nine o'clock every morning um, for ten days. If people want to come down and support, um, we're getting people to run with us. So we can we're calling it by a mile. But look, if someone wants to run five miles or ten miles, they can. Um, so what we're doing with that is it's a sponsor of mile, so it's a hundred euro where we're kind of targeting groups where people might just pitch in a five or ahead and obviously nominate two or three people to run. Mm-hmm. Um, we've an event Facebook page. It's just aware ten and ten, and then for the kind of training and motivational stuff, you can check out my own Instagram, which is performance underscore doc. DLC. Um, Have you? How is it going to break up? Sorry, you were saying you were going to no, get at nine o'clock every morning, so you're going to run a certain amount of laps each day. It's a hundred and five and a half laps a day that make up twenty six miles. So for me, like my quit, I've I've run a lot of marathons, and we're very lucky with Dublin Marathon here is the best marathon in Europe. Just to get that in there, it's amazing. Um, so you're not doing this off the couch, no, like no. I, I've <laughs> ran all my life like that was my escape, and I'm sure you've heard that about the runners high and all. Like it's get out and run and just it's not even cleared ahead for me it's the opposite it's actually gathering me thoughts and trying to decipher them like while I'm out so I've always ran I've done marathons I've done ultras um, but look I've never done anything like this I'm not, I'm not going to fail myself so 105 and a half laps a day I'm just going to break it down it, it'll be a slow pace like you got to if I need to get me brakes to get a rub down to get fuel to get fueled everything it's just how, how you manage that you just have to be clever about it like but as I say I, I'll, I'll get it done if I have to crawl it I'll get it done but I will for what I'm doing it for for the wear for the cause of what they stand for for what I've been through myself and just to hopefully show other people like look I was down and out I was gone and I'm doing okay now you can do the same like so that's why. David, we wish you the very best of luck. I'd really encourage people to head along and either get involved, run with you or just support aware and, you know, cheer you on as well. It's starting on the 20th of April, running to the 29th. So L- Literally. 10, yeah, literally. <laughs> 10 marathons in 10 days. David O'Connor, give your Instagram another shout out in case people want to follow you. Yeah, no, it's performance underscore doc. Brilliant. D-O-C. David, good on you. Thanks so much. Thanks very much.